we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And today we are again, Mike. They let us out the office again. I mean, and we're back. We're in the city again. We're in the city again, man. Yeah. We got to make a habit of this. And, no, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting used to. It took us forever to find major clarity, and and then now we're trying to find the Dominion Building, but it got knocked down. <laughs> There's a new one. <laughs> There's a new one. We were they built a new one. We were eventually able to find it, and, and one of our guests actually was waving me down. It's like all glass on the outside. You're like, hey, Sean, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. So we eventually found it. We're, we're here safe and sound inside of one of their wonderful conference rooms, and we have another guest for you, another industry professional for you guys to listen to and learn from. But first, I want to remind you to check us out uh, on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all at the handle HenricoCTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com. Learn more about what Henrico CTE can do for you. And also on October 19th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., Mike, you knew I had to mention this. Yes. On October 19th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., come and connect with professionals via the Life Ready Expo inside of Hermitage High School, located at 8301 Hungry Spring Road, Henrico, Virginia. Again, 8301 Hungry Spring Road, Henrico, Virginia. Go ahead, check it out, Mike. Also tell them where they can find and listen to the podcast if they want to change platforms. You can find the uh, podcast on any of your major and most of your minor podcast venues. Look us up. Uh, we have three years of audio interviews to take a listen to. We are just past our 6,000th mark on how many people are, are liking and subscribing to our audio channel, I guess you could say. And uh, so please check us out. Uh, like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. So you don't miss an episode. However you want to listen, wherever you want to listen, we have you covered. Mike, I actually switched platforms. I was Spotify, Team Spotify. <gasps> now I'm Team Apple Podcast. I've switched Whoa. to Apple Podcast. That's and our guest major. is nodding their heads. So I just won some <laughs> points here. They might invite us back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, guys, let's, let's get into it, guys. Got another guest here for your listening pleasure here. And Matt, uh, your title, it's Military Recruitment Program Coordinator with Talent Acquisition inside of Dominion, Dominion Energy. Matt Kellum, you can tighten it up for me if you need to. <laughs> no, <'Cause>, okay. <laughs> no, you did well. And, and yes, it is that. So I am Matt Kellum. I am the Military and Recruitment Program Coordinator for Dominion Energy. And welcome to our building. We're really proud of this. And thank you for having me back. Uh, I know we'll get into it a little bit, but you all were great to cover us, I think, last season. Yeah. Uh, when we were developing the 17th Energy Career Cluster. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm just glad to be a repeat uh, guest. I've, I've never been a repeat guest on anything. Uh, so, no, I'm excited. But yet, um, I guess just a little bit more about my Dominion role is, yes, I do sit in talent acquisition. been with the company for a little over 13 and a half years. I've been in talent acquisition for 23 plus years. But my responsibilities are kind of twofold. You know, yes, I am responsible for our military program, so military hiring. But more importantly, the recruitment program coordinator, which is kind of the piece that we'll talk about here today, is that I am responsible for a variety of workforce development and talent pipeline development initiatives. And then that actually kind of gets me over to, I think what we're talking about predominantly today is uh, I am the chairperson for the Virginia Energy Workforce Consortium, or VEWC. And the VEWC basically allows 
industry, industry associations, education at the secondary and post-secondary level, government and community organizations to come together to create better awareness about the energy industry and the education and training pathways that lead to those careers. So. I'll, I'll pause there. There's, there's <laughs> well, a lot to tell. Well, well Matt, um, you mentioned uh, the Virginia Energy Workforce Consortium. When did that start? It's sort of my first time hearing about yeah. that. So give me a little bit more background as to how that got going. Sure, sure. Well, so the consortium actually started in 2007. And the Virginia Energy Workforce Consortium is actually a state-level consortium of the larger National Center for Energy Workforce Development, or CEWD. CEWD started in 2006. So basically the premise is CEWD brings together all those same organizations, industry, education, government, community, to work on creating awareness and implementing and developing education and training pathways to the careers and all the collateral that would come along with it, like what you all are doing here today. <laughs> but, uh, but then what's really important, and I think you all very much appreciate this, and I've heard this in your other episodes, is that you have, you have to kind of execute these things on a state, regional, or local level in order to be effective because you have to have the buy-in from the local folks. So that's really what the VEWC, I guess, invites is that we all collaborate, but let's take these best practices and tips away so that we can implement them at our respective school or in our respective area. And uh, Matt, you hinted at the uh, Energy Workforce Development Pathway Summit, and uh, that's what you were talking about. Is that one of the – is that – one of the only events that you guys put on as a as an organization or is that one of many uh it's one of a handful i would say so um what you're referring to is in on october 21st so in about three weeks we the vewc will be hosting what's called the energy workforce development pathways summit <laughs> and, and that <laughs> is a mouthful. A, that's a mouthful <laughs> we actually did a similar summit that we hosted in 2017 at the virginia library uh, and again we had a keynote speaker who at the time was our dominion energy chief innovation officer uh, we had several really good panels a, a mix of everything of industry leaders to education leaders to workforce development leaders um, and then what that 2017 summit actually allowed us to do was to capture recommendations for things like the 17th Energy Career Cluster, for energy education at the community college level, and obviously those can go hand in hand with dual enrollment and things like that. Uh, but it also helped really create awareness at the state level of the importance of energy and energy workforce. Now, VEWC can't take credit for a lot of other legislation that's been passed since then, and, and I think we'll get into that in a moment. But but what we are in the lane that we stay in is, is just that awareness about the importance of workforce development and talent pipeline development. So the 2021 summit that's going to happen in three weeks on October 21st will be similarly structured, but you know, just keeping in mind COVID-19 and safety, we are going to do it virtually. Uh, so there is a, an event page where folks can go and visit. It's, um, it's virginia.getintoenergy.com forward slash event. There you go. And we will have it linked in the show notes. And, and yes, just to make I will make sure of that. <laughs> yeah, Michael handled that. I'll say it again later. But um, as far as other events, we've recently started a DE&I roundtable series. And we actually had a, a, a leader from Washington Gas up in Northern Virginia and a leader from Dominion Energy and talking about you know those types of topics so really our events are kind of centered around things that uh, kind of globally impact the state 
and how we should be thinking about our future workforce. But then we also uh, we, we kind of share tips and best practices with our active members so that they can take them back to their respective schools and also implement things. And we are participating in the uh, Life Ready Expo coming up. Uh, great, we appreciate great. that. Um, so Dominion <laughs> Energy, as well as some of our other member companies through the VEWC. So we try to help promote those kinds of things. All right. Sounds awesome, man. So what are who are some of the key people that will be participating in this event, and what kind of expertise will they bring to the table it virtually? Is, it is a star-studded lineup. <laughs> uh, no, uh, so actually our, our Dominion Energy Virginia president, Ed Bain, will be delivering a keynote at, uh, at the beginning of the summit. And really, I think, you know, I can't speak for him. I don't know what his remarks will entail, but I think Ed will probably talk about just the importance of energy and how it is evolving as an industry, especially here in Virginia. But then I think he'll also be able to really kind of clearly set the table for why workforce and talent pipeline is so imp- development is so important. Uh, some of the others will include Newport News Shipbuilding. So they, you know, that's an interesting one because they're, I guess, considered manufacturing and that they're a shipbuilder, but they are building the largest nuclear fleet of ships and, and vessels. Uh, so that's, you know, kind of the energy component. Uh, we have some others from Dominion Energy, Washington Gas, uh, Sol UNESCO from the solar side uh, will be on one of our panels. Uh, some some educators. We have Old Dominion. We have Alexandria uh, Career and Technical Education. Uh, we have the Virginia Community College System. And then uh, I guess I'll just kind of close by saying some other really uh, state-level guests will be uh, Secretary Atif Carney, Secretary of Education. Secretary of Labor Megan Healy will be joining us, and then also the Virginia Department of Energy will also be participating. So it's it's uh, for real. I mean, we want people to realize that at the state level down to the you know the local level. It's a, it's a lot of people participating, Mike. The people who participate will have a lot. We'll learn a lot. Exactly. Well, you, you know, you say that you want people to understand that what the work that y'all are doing and how important it is. You just mentioned about the evolution of the power industry in Virginia. What does that mean to the person on the street? Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to, to talk about it at the boardroom level, but what is it done, right. you know, for us? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, the, you know, maybe I'll start by saying, you know, there's been recent legislation. There was a couple years ago, the Grid Transformation Security Act. And and then uh, last year, I think it was the, the Virginia Clean Economy Act. But th- this, these, this legislation basically requires that we will evolve our industry to include, you know, more renewable so solar, uh, offshore wind is a big thing off the coast of Virginia Beach, um, electric vehicles, energy efficiency. So there's all these things. And, you know, we have to upgrade kind of the infrastructure of the grid and so forth. And, and, and a lot then, of changes coming to people's neighborhoods. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of changes that's happening. But, it, it, you know, for us in the industry, you know, our leaders and others have been working on these things for, for a number of years. Yeah. But, but it is time now that we're all starting to see it. You know, we as, a, I guess, a, an energy user or, or or at our homes or whatever, uh, electric vehicles, we're starting to see these things now come to fruition. And, and as that translates to the workforce and talent pipeline and education, we have to make sure, and this work never stops, but we got to make sure that the future workforce is there and, and mm-hmm. excited to join us. On that topic of future workforce, why is an event like this important to parents, students? Uh, you kind of hinted on why it's important to the industry. So yeah. why is it important to parents and students who may attend this event? I, well, first of all, I'm so glad that we're doing this today and that then that you all thought that this would be a great topic for the podcast because... Matt, you always bring cool stuff. I, <laughs> Who could oh, say that? Oh, if, if we met years ago, you would have thought even better of me. But, uh, no, um, but no, I think it's important for parents and students. And by the way, I am a parent of two Henrico students. 
fourth grader and seventh grader. So for parents and students, I think it's important to realize that at this point, there is energy education in your schools. There is a 17th energy career cluster. There are four pathways within that cluster, and there are eight elective courses. So your students can take these these elective courses to learn more about energy while they're in uh, high school and then hopefully they'll be able to decide earlier on if this is an industry that they may like to join and we hope that they do because we need skilled trades I mean students can can complete say a CTE program uh, and then come right out and be a very qualified and eligible uh, employee for our industry and I'm not discouraging college because college is really important and that's part of the pathway. But they could theoretically come out, earn a good living, you know, initially in, in their first job, and then maybe they could go back to college, they could use tuition reimbursement. So I think it's important for parents and students to understand that the energy industry is not just a bill you pay, uh, <laughs> but, it, but it is a meaningful career. And I, I think I might have shared this when I was a guest last season or last year, but I'm actually the fourth generation of my family to work for Dominion Energy. And I'm extremely proud of that. We have over 120 years just between the four generations. And I hope that the work that we are doing through the VEWC can invite future families to have generations of energy workers. And me and uh, well, Mike, oh, I'm sorry, Mike, I'll let you get to that. But I want to say this really quickly. Me and Mike, we often talk about on the podcast that students are looking to join career pathways where they can make an impact. So how, how can a student, what kind of impact can a student make in, a, in an energy pathway? I think maybe the simplest way of answering that question is our industry, if you just stop and think about it, we are a service industry. So the, even the work that I do in talent acquisition at a, at a desk or you know, on a podcast, or even what I'm doing is ultimately leading to employing a, a, a great new employee that can go and serve our customers. So everything that we do is service oriented and, and everything we do is meaningful. Our industry is not just Dominion Energy, our entire industry is committed to serving our community, so a lot of volunteer work. So we recognize that the way that we live and interact with our communities, everything we do is service oriented. And therefore, the work that we do day in and day out, as menial as the task may seem, is very much service oriented. And you got something to add, Mike? You briefly touched on the different variety of careers. One of the things that a lot of students, and then sometimes maybe parents aren't even thinking about when they're looking at going to a particular industry, especially something as, as large as y'all's, how do you make students understand, and maybe you could touch on the types of careers that are out there that are available to work in Virginia Power? When somebody says, well, I work for Virginia Power, the first thing you think is you're either fixing the lines or you're at the nuclear power plant. That's right. And that's about it. You know, so, you know, what is it that you want, what would you want to tell parents and students that there's in the office, there's outside of the office, there's... Just yeah. touch on that a little bit. So I will start with, you have human resources. So you have people like me who help other people get jobs in the industry. So you have human resources, you have IT, you have our law department, you have environmental, you've got cybersecurity and IT, you've got communications, you've got media relations, <laughs> external affairs. I mean, that is all kind of the, the services side, as we call it, it's a services business unit. And all of those folks also have peers that live in the, in the technical business areas. So we have power generation, and that could include nuclear, solar, offshore wind. We have hydro stations. So we have a, a nice portfolio, have we and even our peers like APCO down in the southwest part of the state and our electric cooperatives. We have a variety of ways that we can generate power. 
So you have those technical positions, which could include your electrical, mechanical, HVAC types. You know, I'm trying to think of some of the programs in the school systems, engineers. You even have technical specialists. So if you didn't get your engineering degree, but you're, you know, you're a specialist, you can, you know. So there's a whole variety of those positions. And again, those, you know, kind of services oriented positions that I rattled off that support those uh, business areas. You have gas distribution. So on the natural gas side, you know, we have gas distribution folks that are doing some of the similar skilled trade functions and engineering and planning and you know design and all that you have all those folks that do the same thing on the gas distribution side and then obviously you have the electric side of the house so you have line workers you have construction you have heavy equipment operators literally when I have taken tours of some of the CTE you know schools and programs be it in Henrico County or elsewhere in the state We'll get a. We'll go into a particular classroom. Like, yeah, I mean, if you know, we could hire that individual if he or she were interested. We could hire them theoretically as long as there's an entry level opportunity. And so, whether a student is studying business or or some sort of science or some sort of craft or or engineering or whatever IT, if if they were interested in 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 taking the energy elective courses. Mm-hmm. I mean, theoretically, you know, whether they wanted to get a job out of high school, go to community college, or go to a four-year school, or what have you, all of them would be great candidates for the variety of careers that we have. All right. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a lot of opportunities right there, Mike. A lot of opportunities. Oh, yeah. uh, he mentioned entry-level jobs, and certainly uh, students that come out of the ACE Center, in particular, with certifications and a lot, of, a lot of times college credits can really slide on into those jobs with the promise of going up the ranks even higher. Exactly, exactly. And and with the 17th career cluster still being new in the state of Virginia, it's you know schools are just getting ramped up where they're actually starting to teach the power aspect alone, and with courses directed towards that. And and you know Henrico just getting started and getting there you know getting off the ground on that and I'm sure the same thing across the state and so I'm sure it's really exciting for y'all to, to be seeing that coming down the line for y'all it, it is and I was just going to say kind of going back to the the energy workforce development pathways summit on October 21st <laughs> um, uh, why that is important is because the promotion of this energy cluster the promotion of our careers it can never stop so just just because we have you know I think Tucker High School is, yes. is offering the energy program and hopefully others are you know uh, in the area but just because they're offering it we actually have to to lean in even more to promote it to talk about it to to let people know how the energy industry is evolving especially here in Virginia uh, so you know, all the more reason to have these types of summits and conversations yeah a minute ago you just uh, listed off quite a few job titles and <laughs> yeah. positions so I'm gonna ask you to narrow down a little bit on, on the event that you guys are having what are some of the job titles that will be represented there at that event virtually so that's a good question I should I I should clarify that the the summit itself is not really it's not like a career fair it's not like it's not like we're spotlighting one particular job or title or anything like that really this summit is is more of, of the industry leaders and educators talking about the importance of the industry how it's evolving and why having these education and training pathways is so important to ensure that someone else's family has four generations of employees that work there. So I think it's probably safe to say we're not going to highlight specific job titles, but I think back to the parents and students that might like to register and, and listen in, it is it is virtual via WebEx, but I think it's just really important for hopefully for them to hear that, you know what, my son or daughter 
this really is an industry that that they should think differently about, and and it's not just a bill that gets deducted from my, my checking <laughs> right. account. Yeah, because most people are going to look at it. You know, they come home every day and they expect the power to be on and the wash machine is running right. and the ovens can turn on and the refrigerator ran all day. That's what they're concerned about. So, but something like this is going to it's really going to open it up their eyes to why it's important because it's not just the fact that it's there and available and ready for use for today, but y'all are making the plans for tomorrow and you're making sure that you have the employee base to do the work for tomorrow. Absolutely. And I know, I think you, you all on the CTE side of education have a similar goal. And, and I think maybe another way of answering the question is industry and education, we have the same goals. So this summit is kind of an opportunity in a short four hour window for us to talk about those shared goals, but also set forth a path of how we're going to continue to accomplish these goals to, to bring everyone together and so hopefully that's a, a benefit that a parent or student might gain from it. Yeah, I think that, I think they they stand to benefit greatly here, Matt. And uh, I want I want to hear some of the success stories that maybe you mentioned. You work in talent acquisition, and also uh, you work with military the military and recruitment program here inside of Dominion. So uh, JROTC is a pretty big part of yeah. CTE, mm-hmm. and uh, we kind of already hit on uh, some of the other factors that uh, that add on inside of CTE via the A Center, via electricity, engineering. We have engineering program through High Tech Academy. So uh, talk to me about that. What are some of the success stories that you've run into in, during your time? We said 13 years. Yeah, yeah, 13 uh, in years. In this role. So where to start? So Dominion Energy and many of our peers in the industry, we all t- typically have now the, the, the quantity of intern college interns that we might employ might vary depending on the company, but we all typically have really good internship programs. Some of us have more to offer to the actual high school student. Some of these programs are college programs, but most of us are able to employ college students during summer internships, and most of us do a really good job of aligning those internship programs with our future full-time workforce needs. So generally speaking, we will see students that we might have met at, say, a Life Ready Expo. If we can't employ them while they're in high school, we can at least, you know, engage them, job shadow, you know, one-on-ones, mentoring, things like that. But then we can stay in touch, and then when they're in college or community college or wherever, then they are eligible to come be an intern with us. And matter of fact, I think 75 to 80 percent of our senior interns, or I guess second-year interns if you're community college. 70 to 85 percent of them convert to full-time so we have a very high success rate of 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 letting that feed our future workforce our full-time workforce you know and then some other instances and i you know i don't i don't name names but we've had some instances where we've gone to some cte programs we've met the teacher of that particular technical program and we've met some of the students that they have and when those students graduate we've had some number of them come in and be our entry-level line workers for example or uh, if they They've gone through the right technical programs. You know, maybe they come in as a like an associate or entry level technician at one of our power stations. Uh, so that type of relationship, where our technical leaders are partnering with the schools, that's really important, and that's something else we hope to. Uh, help the industry folks realize we've got to do more, you know, as far as the the classroom partnerships with the schools. But then some others, you know, on the military side, and I'm so glad you mentioned the ROTC. That is a great program. Whether you go into the military or not, that is a great program. And we we try to point out that it's more than just enlisting. Absolutely. Even though if you want to enlist, that's certainly a a good path to take, but it teaches you other things about being a citizen, about being a better person. Well, and and on that note, so I guess kind of the two things I was going to mention is, yes, if 
if you're just learning the kind of the the work ethic that you know being a good citizen kind of the service that we talked about before if you're just taking that away from an experience in ROTC those are a lot of the intangibles that we look for in any new employee that would come to our industry especially a younger person that you know is maybe coming right out of high school or community college sure so that that is a, a great benefit to the ROTC program but if you do decide to go into the military a lot of us in the energy industry and Dominion Energy in this case a lot of us have strong military programs or if we don't have a program we do we do really well in hiring veterans and so whether you go into the Army Navy Marine Corps Coast Guard Space Force you know Air Force whatever those skills align really well with our industry and one that I'm most proud of and now granted this is a gentleman that just recently retired from the Army but one that I'm most proud of is a lot of people don't realize that the Army's uh, logistics and transportation units have uh, a very heavy naval and watercraft occupations because if you think about it the army's got to get their people and equipment from one coast to (laughs) another coast and there's water in between right but anyway with our offshore wind work the the folks that are doing that kind of work in the army port construction and so forth are really good candidates for our industry be it within be it with dominion or any of the contractors or vendors that will be doing offshore wind work so that's one really unique example that if there's a student that you know ends up going in the military navy army marine corps what have you Think differently, please, about the energy industry and all of the variety of careers that you could have with our industry. I mean, Mike and I, we talk about it again all the time on, we talk on this podcast, on this show, about different career pathways, and we've heard a variety of ways that you can be successful just right here inside of this uh, 30 minutes that we've had here, right? Whether you go to college, whether you enlist, uh, whether you are employed right after high school with some type of certification. It's not always a straight path. It's not. No matter how much you plan <laughs> things you know it just you, stuff happens you know and and i think getting yourself prepared you know through cte getting yourself ready to go to, to college or ready to go to the workforce as long as you're doing all that pre- that prep work yeah Can, know, if i could interject yeah, sure quick, absolutely I've, I've heard you all talk about this on some of your other episodes probably all of the episodes and especially the four <laughs> it's a that, common theme it really is well no but i think it's an important one especially the four that we did the energy industry did with you all last year is if, if a student, and, and this is for the parents too, but if a student can be introduced to the technical education or energy or whatever other you know, courses that are offered in high school, if they can be figuring out that either, yes, they do like that industry and they want to continue down that pathway, or if they don't, it's better to have the opportunity to figure that out earlier Absolutely. on in life than Absolutely. to waffle around afterwards. Yes. I was one of those. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know, I ended up uh, five-year college plan. So BCU is still waiting for me to come back. So. <laughs> and they're a great school. So. Hey, hey, you know what, Matt? That is a story we hear a lot. But yeah. it sounds like you have found your niche. So yeah. let's talk about CTE students again. So what can and, and let's talk about us as far mm-hmm. as career technical education. So uh, what can we do as uh, the people who who get these students first, who who are kind of on the front lines to exposing these students to different careers, uh, whether it be in the energy or some other career cluster, what can we do to better prepare students for energy careers? I think, uh, and this may not be the answer that you're in- expecting, but I think uh, the the answer that I will give is not only for the educator or the CTE director or you all, but don't be afraid to reach out to the industry and invite them in. And, and that message also goes to the industry. We, the industry, should not be afraid to just pick up the phone. Like, you know what? I heard that this program's good. Let me call them and let me. Because I think the more that we can connect the industry people who are doing it 
uh, to, to the classrooms and the teachers, if we can just show them and introduce ourselves, then I think it, I mean, you all know this, but it helps the education come to life. Right. And then. And that's so important for the students because we always talk about uh, the big why. Yeah. You know, yes. Another common theme. Why yes. am I doing this? Why is this important? And and the bringing in industry is going to help with the answering that question. Absolutely. Because it's one thing the instructor has a level of responsibility, but they're still there's still that disconnect mm-hmm. where the students goes, well, that's my teacher, but that's not somebody. Yeah, they might have been in the industry some time ago, but hearing it straight from somebody in the industry and the direction they're heading is going to be much more impactful. I think. So, Absolutely. So that's the answer to my question. I think the 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 staff or the educators or the directors of the CTE programs and schools and principals, those staff and industry representatives have to do a better job of connecting so that the students benefit. Because what they might share in the classroom, I couldn't tell you, but I can guarantee that if you hear from a nuclear operator <laughs> or a, uh, or an offshore wind you know, construction manager, they're going to make it fun. I promise you that. Yeah, absolutely. And make it fun and make it real. Matt, I want to yeah. give you another uh, opportunity to uh, talk about this event here, the Energy Workforce Development Pathway Summit. That's what I got it. I got it right now. I don't have it written down or anything. You that's, know, just off the top of my head. No, that's impressive. <laughs> tell, tell us when, tell us where, and tell us how to access. Yep. So uh, the win is October 21st. It will be from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. It is going to be virtual uh, via WebEx. So if you don't have WebEx and you want to join make sure you got it on your computer not the last minute um, the website for the event page is virginia dot get into energy all spelled out dot com forward slash event and on that page and that page is being updated as we speak so like bios are being added and logos of our supporters are being added but if you go there there is a registration tab and that registration tab will take you to eventbrite you can sign up it's free but that is how we hope folks will be able to join our Energy Workforce Development Pathways Summit. And as far as just some additional highlights, just to kind of promote it again, I can't say enough that this is a theme that is important to the the top C-suite executives of our industry to participate and talk about why this is important, but it's also really important to the state-level leadership and everyone in between. Uh, And that's why I say it's a star-studded event, and we're really grateful of all those who've agreed to be a part of it because uh, this is work that should never stop, and the work that you all do should never stop. And if we can do it together, it's easier. Absolutely, 100%. Couldn't have said it any better. Guys, I want to remind you, before I let you go run up against the clock, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com. Find out more information about the Life Ready Expo on October 19th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Come and connect with professionals via the Life Ready Expo inside of Hermitage High School, located at 8301 Hungry Spring Road, Henrico, Virginia. Again, 8301 Hungry Spring Road, Henrico, Virginia. Tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on on all of your major and most of your minor podcast venues. Like and subscribe. Don't miss an episode. Don't miss an episode, guys. We got you covered wherever you want to listen, however you want to listen. And uh, Apple Podcasts. Now, they're not paying me to say this. It's a good platform. Well, they might come in. They might call you up. They might call me up. You plug them in up. (laughs) (laughs) Now, they already got me in the loop. I'm already using the iPad for notes. Okay, all right. So that's enough. That's it for us here, guys, for Henrico CTE Now. For Matt Cullen, for Mike Roberts, I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE Now. Until next time, so long, everyone.